The non-stop radio show. Non-stop hip-hop. The hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. You ever get a feeling about somebody? And, and it just takes off into something else? You are now under the influence. Reasons bring the rings. Fly, propellers, where? Don't tell us. Clouds in the sky, cry. Umbrellas sink or swim. The truth will tell us. We know what's at stake. Like the beef came from Texas. Fly, propellers, where? Don't tell us. Clouds in the sky, cry. Umbrellas sink or swim. The truth will tell us. We know what's at stake. Like the beef came from Texas. Queen B. I'm the LMNOP, you need me Like a pencil needs its pad and its paper Rolled a couple raps and used a different flavor Had a couple homies, owed a couple favors First base, second base, now we on the elevator High rise to the honeymoon Started in October, ended up in June No days off, had a busy afternoon I'm busy afternoon Know that I get busy when I wave and it go boom Shot you made you talk about your doctor in the room I'ma leave you open in the operating room Heart is on the line, adrenaline Pumping down the line I wanna channel my all into you What's a family if it don't enclose you? I ain't take you out of them clothes for the view At a bird's eye view I can see my target My heart is falling out the sky for you No parachute cord, bungee diving isn't new Funny thing about love is it started after you Fly, propellers, where? Don't tell us, clouds in the sky, cry, umbrellas, sink or swim, the truth will tell us, we know what's at stake, like the beef came from Texas, fly, propellers, where, real don't shit. tell us, clouds in the sky, cry, I've been through umbrellas, some real shit. sink or swim, the truth will tell us, we know what's at stake, like the beef came from Texas, Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. This is non-stop radio. Hey, yo, I know y'all wasn't about to go nowhere, right? Now that I got y'all attention, this is artist, creative, content creator, divine thought. And I'm here to tell y'all about my podcast for all matters. Brand new episode each week covering a wide variety of topics. You might hear me talking about the music business, which I got all types of experience in. You might hear me talking about politics. Shit, you might hear me talking about the truth about what y'all think are conspiracy theories. Hard-hitting, unfiltered, truthful, uncensored content. You never know what to expect. I know y'all tired of listening to the same old content. So I'm asking y'all, come join me every Wednesday at 11.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on NGI Radio. 
Do yourself a favor and come see what y'all been missing. And now, back to your regularly scheduled program. You're rocking with the hottest underground hip-hop and R&B show on this side of the net. This is Non-Stop Radio. Yeah, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to tonight's broadcast. As the Non-Stop Radio show presents to you... The In The Spotlight Show Hosted by yours truly Be sure to follow us on Twitter At Nonstop Radio 212 Or my personal Twitter page At the Emilio White Bar To stay up to date with the latest News and highlights From your favorite hip hop shows Favorite hip hop show Be sure to check out our sponsors Troll Wellness Definitely want to say shout out to them And all that good stuff Be on the lookout For Troll Wellness products Coming to our household Near you Real soon And you can also check out Past and present episodes Of the Nonstop Radio Show Available now On SoundCloud At SoundCloud.com Forward slash Nonstop Dash Radio Dash Show Here tonight before y'all We got a very 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 special guest Returning back here Once again to this platform A lot of y'all Who are familiar From 2016 Our earlier episodes Of the Nonstop Radio Show You may have heard this A couple of times This is Jay Banger you are now listening to Nonstop Radio. You know what I mean? So, without further ado, let's put our hands together and welcome back under a new name, my man, Jay Banger, aka Under the Influence Show. Influence, what's good, brother? What's good, man? I'm, I'm excited to see you still doing your thing. And, you know, I'm just happy to, to, to connect with you again. Uh, under this new alias, you know what I'm saying? Hey, man. Um, it's been a journey for us both, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, man. Definitely want to say thank you once again for coming back. I know it's been a minute since you last, you know, appeared as a guest here on this platform and everything like that, man. But I know a lot of people was out there and they was wondering, you know, what's going on with your man and everything like that and all that good stuff. So, you know, we got him here tonight. We're going to have a nice little sit down. We're going to discuss a lot of things that, you know, he got going on and everything like that and everything for everybody out there who has been wondering what's been going on with Jay Banger, a.k.a. Under the Influence. So, you know, first and foremost, let's get right to it, man. What prompted the change in the name um so the the main change was prompted when i made the decision to leave three four six which mm. as you know was a, a very big part of my life and my, my music career mm-hmm. um but i felt as though it was time for me to really put the time into myself mm-hmm. um because while three four six to many was like a music group mm-hmm. to to the members of three four six it was more so just a, a clique of of friends that kind of grew up together in one way form or another so mm-hmm. there were there are lots of different people kind of branching out and doing different things that I just felt like we weren't as centered on the goal of music. Um, in the way that we once were right. But for me That was still the goal for me So I felt like You know I gotta kinda let people do their thing And I gotta step away and do my thing But I didn't wanna do that With the obligation Of the group Kinda still on my shoulders You know right. and, that, and I'm not saying that to say That like anyone was like You know you can't do your thing, you know, but I just felt like 
I can't be in my race if I'm still thinking about yeah. the fact that I gotta like your project, do this for that person, do that for this person because we in this group together. Right. So it was important for me to kind of break away. So now everyone across the board understands like I love y'all, I'm still with y'all, like I'm still three four six, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I gotta do my thing and I gotta put that first. Even above the group, and that's when I decided I had to kind of have that separation. And one of the one of the key parts of that separation was a new identity, a new alias, a new name. Right. And that's when I came up with um, under the influence. I respect that. You know what I'm saying? I definitely, definitely respect and understand. You know everything. You know you just said, and you just you know presented how the way you break it down. You know. It comes a time, especially when you are, you know, affiliated with a group or whatever the case may be, you know, your identity is always forever with that group. So I understand the need for evolution for you to have to change your name to, you know, create some distance from yourself and all that stuff like that. You know, that's interesting because up until this point, like, I I know, I think you spoke about it, you know, a couple of times before. But we never really got into the whole situation of like why you left three four six and everything like that, man. I remember when you guys when y'all first came when we had too much radio, you know, back in two thousand thirteen when y'all first came on y'all rocked out with us there. And then on top of that, you know what I mean, coming back, you know, you were still under the guise of Jay Banger and everything. So like I never knew exactly in detail like what happened between, you know, you guys, you know, three four six and everything. Um, well, to, just to be like completely transparent like nothing happened yeah. <laughs> like it was like there was no event there was no like catalyst it was just over time just things were just looking different you know yeah. like it's it's one thing when you know like everyone wants to 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 jump on the track together and like we all got ideas and we're all pushing to like make the music happen right and then it's it's a whole nother story when like after a while you start kind of feeling like you're the only one that's like pushing everyone to be on the track together you know what i'm saying It, it almost starts to feel like well maybe this isn't what everyone wants to do right now right and that's cool and I understand and I respect that but if this is something that everyone's not trying to do right now then I need to separate so I can do what I'm trying to do right now and then if at any other point in time people kind of you know switch gears and they are ready to get serious about music again then I'm always going to be in their corner because those my brothers right. and even since leaving like me and Kay Maddox aka Chuck Brizzy like we still doing records together you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like we still got songs right now that we trying to get done together so you know I I still put I still put Mercy on the track any day of the week you know what I'm saying like like, so so for me like nothing really changed it was just understanding that people wanted to do different things and had different priorities we didn't have the same priorities as a group Right. Or at least I didn't feel like it showed in in what people were were contributing, you know. Because right. again, I if I feel like I'm the only one that's trying to get everyone on the track, after a while I'm gonna start trying to get everyone on the track because it feels like 
everyone doesn't want to do this right now. So right. it was just kind of me looking at the different pieces and realizing that this configuration isn't going to work and it's actually going to be a bit counterproductive if we try to like put the super group together right now if, if, if everyone's not ready. So uh, that's when I decided to make the decision to withdraw. So okay. yeah, that's that's kind of what it was. So it's, it's still all love. I'm still doing music with them. That hasn't changed. It's right. just there's no longer this overarching commitment to everyone that I once had right. when we were in a group together. Very understandable, man. Like, you know, different circumstances call for different action. You know what I'm saying? So, like, at the end of the day, like, when it come down to it, and not to sound selfish, but when it come down to it, you know, like, in this whole thing they call the music industry, like, it's important to look out for number one because, you know, this is a very cutthroat industry where, you know what I'm saying, if you're not looking out for number one, it's very easy to get taken advantage of and it's very easy to make yourself a target, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I definitely understand you for doing that, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, it takes a lot to have to, you know, separate, you know, just because, you you know, you want something better for yourself or whatever, or you feel like the current situation isn't working in your best interest. So, sometimes you got to, you know, you got to step away from that, you know what I mean? And, you know, if it's love, like how it should be, then, you know, people should understand that. But, you know, sometimes it doesn't, Always fold out like that You know that's why I was like Oh like What happened Or whatever the case may be Not saying that You know nothing really Like serious happened Or anything like that But just you know I understand The reason why You know you decided You know to step away And do your own thing solo Yeah Cause I mean At the end of the day Like the group Never dissolved mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying It's just I needed to Step away from that So um, And I, I love my brothers And you know, because they they supported me in that, you know. So, mm-hmm. like, I talk to everyone individually, you know, on a one-on-one level. Like, hey, I'm I'm leaving, and you know, this is this is why. And you know, all I got in return was love and support, you know. And I know that's not everyone's story, but I'm very fortunate that that was my story because. When I left the group, I didn't want there to be like this disconnect and like, oh, now we, now we, now there is something between us. Right. It, it never was that, you know. So people, you know, we all we all see what's up. We all kind of have each other's best interests at heart. And at the end of the day, I'm hungry for this shit right now, like right, right now, right now. And if y'all not, that's cool. But y'all do y'all thing. And be hungry for what y'all want right now, and I support y'all one thousand percent in that. And they, you know, just they support me, so it's all love, man. Right, very understandable. So, like, with the whole transition, you know, after you left three, four, six, and everything to do your own, like, how has that journey been from the time, like, you know, you, you know, y'all, y'all used to getting together, you know, doing these group sessions and everything. Now everything is basically your. More so in control of your own solo career. So, like, what has that journey been like for you? Um, man, uh, it's been so difficult, but at the same time, rewarding. Mm. The difficult part about it for me was, like, I came from New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. On a base, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I moved out to PA. Right. So I was away from my team. 
Mm-hmm. So all of the, the like, let's just get up, you know, in the crib and just work on shit endlessly. All of that stopped, you mm-hmm. know, and that, and then it became, how do we plan to do music together? Right. And I, I found myself having to pull creativity where it did not exist anymore. Because mm-hmm. when you're in a group, you have the benefit of, I may not have a song idea. But my partner may come up to me Like there's plenty of times Mercy came to me like Yo I'm trying to do this track Like what's up let's, let's get this done Or Kenneth might come up to me Like yo um, I got this song idea and I want you to feature on it You know so right. there was always Something coming towards me Where I could be creative And kind of just um, Feed off of that energy Or that project to do something new and to create more and newer songs mm-hmm. and then that changed for me because now it's like it's just me right I'm the only one creating the creativity and that was very difficult for a long time um, and I even contemplated like stopping all together for a while because mm-hmm. I just didn't see the point you know right. um, but I'm but through sticking with the process because like this music shit is, is a relationship so it's going to have its ups and downs oh yeah no doubt and, um, yeah through sticking with it um I found a way to lock into that creativity and find myself in a sense you know find find the type of artist that I was the type of um the type of I guess just person I wanted to 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 I should say the size of me that I wanted to express musically because mm-hmm. I felt like as Jay Danger I was a persona mm-hmm. and now I was under the influence I am more so myself and I just choose which parts of me to express depending on the mood or the vibe Right. But now I've kind of allowed this sense of vulnerability to enter into my music and to enter into my creativity um, because that's important. You know, you don't grow unless you become uncomfortable. You don't grow unless you step outside your comfort zone and do different things and show different sides of yourself. So, you know, it's easy for me to be Mr. Hype Man on the hook and you know do the cliche stuff but mm-hmm. to like speak on my vulnerabilities and to purposely insert them into the music mm-hmm. that was very challenging for a long time but through grinding out finding different ways to kind of access different parts of myself and just growing exponentially because you know I've been doing this for a very long time now over a decade mm-hmm. so you know you're trying to find ways to recreate yourself you change um, you know I'm, I'm married now you know what I'm saying yeah. like so I I'm just I got so many life lessons now like I feel like I've transformed and all of that has contributed to me being the artist that I am today and had I not gone through that process I would still be the same Jay Banger that you spoke to you know all those years ago yeah so it's it's just truly amazing to see that growth and now like a part of my motivation moving forward is to kind of 
I guess encapsulate like you know how you think about those time capsules like mm -hmm. to me this is like a time capsule um, that my children and my grandchildren can like see in the future and go like you know not only was he talented but this is like the person he was this is like the talent he had because I know I'm not gonna have you know 10, 15, 25, 30 years with my grandkids Right. but it's almost like they get to get little pieces of me at different points in time in my youth before I became the person that they know of today Right. you know when, when they finally meet me in the future so um, that's the motivation that really keeps me going finding myself further defining and working on my craft because I, I truly have a love for writing music mm -hmm. um, I think more so than producing music now which is odd because you first met me in producer yeah. and here <laughs> I am now like yeah I, I love making songs you know but yeah that's that's kind of what it's been for me as far as, as the journey and I find that it's been very rewarding and I I feel like my pen game has skyrocketed to the point where I feel like I could almost jump on a track with anybody. Nice. And by almost, I'm like, there. I'm not gonna lie. There's a there's a there is such a thing as a rap guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's a couple of them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm not saying I could touch those guys just yet. Yeah. But I I see the way forward, and I see how to get there right. and I feel like I'm gonna get there you know whether I attain legendary status or not that's not my concern I just want to know that my pen is sharper than any knife in the tool shed whether you choose to acknowledge it or not you know what I'm saying and that's that's where I'm at now so I fell in love with it again nice and and that's what you know truly inspires me um, to do what I'm doing now now, I know when we first linked up like years ago, like you had the traditional New York sound, you know, like the 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 gritty spit, the um, you know, the sixteens or whatever, the punchlines and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And like from that time when we first linked up in 2013 up until here, 2020, and everything like that, like I've noticed like a, a couple of changes that you went through in your sound and everything like that to what we have now do you consider that the finished product or you still feel as though like your sound is evolving my sound is still evolving bro like I haven't found it yet mm -hmm. but I'm I'm very pleased that I can be so versatile and diverse in the type of music that I create because mm -hmm. I think I think I don't really know if any of any two songs of mine are, are truly alike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I almost feel like they're always different, and um, I guess I, I kind of get that a little bit from you know being inspired by the early Kanye yeah. and how he was just so like trendy and he was always crafting a new sound and finding a new lane. So for me, it was always like I want to experiment and find something new. And as a producer, and I kind of took that same mentality and put it into the craft of writing and creating music. So now, like, I'm always looking to try something different and to evolve in a new way until I finally kind of reach that point where 
everyone's like, yo, I fuck with your sound. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, but until then, I'm just going to keep playing the things and trying to find new ways to to do what I love because that's what keeps it fun. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what made me fall in love with it. And I feel like if I did anything else, it, it would be uh, a sin, you know? And, and that's kind of why I recrafted myself under the name, under the influence, because I wanted it to be something that you could hear, like if you saw it in a lineup with like Lil Pump or like J. Cole or just any any artist that you would think of right now, you could look at a name like Under the Influence and go like, okay, it's about to be like lit. But at the same time, it, it has this other meaning of like, you don't really know what I'm going to give you. You right. don't really know what you're going to get because today I could be on my civil rights activist doing some like, you know, Black Lives Matter type record, like what I did with Emmett Till. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow I can give you a turn up in the club, shake your ass record. You know what right. I'm saying? Or I could give you a I'm pouring my soul out right now record, you know? And I like that this name represents me in such a way that I'm no longer confined to this box. Right. Like I don't, I don't want to be J. Cole and just be in this conscious lane. I don't want to be fucking Little Pump and just be in this like track ratchet party lane. I don't want to be like, you know, future or like I want to be unpredictable. Right. I want to be the question mark where when you hit play, you really don't know what's about to happen. Right That's dope You know what I mean Because You look at The way Music and these artists Are nowadays And I don't like to keep Like you know Bringing up this point But I bring it up so many times Because like It just It, it speaks volumes And it's the truth But you know you, It's like you got Everybody out here That's Competing to have The same sound you know what I'm saying Like so many people Have gotten away From originality And I feel as though Like you know You got people out there That you know Really love what they hear now And no knock to them Whatsoever But me coming from The era that I grew up in You know And listening to Artists of yesteryear You know Doing their thing then And then listening To these artists now The one thing that Always stood out Was originality See You knew who Redman was You knew who Method Man was You knew who you know, Lords of the Underground and Big Epoch, you know, you knew who all those guys was because of their originality. Whereas now, you turn on the radio and you don't, you can't even tell who's who because everybody sounds the same, you know what I'm saying? So like, when you have an artist like yourself that want to be able to adapt to any particular, I don't, I don't want to say trend, but just, you know, uh, adapt to any particular vibe at that moment or whatever the case may be, but still, be unpredictable and be yourself within that 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 in that space. That's definitely you know what I like to hear because I don't like hearing like you know a million to one niggas selling like Future. Then you got like a million to one other people over here trying to sound like J Cole and so forth. You know what I mean? So I like when you can listen to an artist and you never know what you're going to get. You never know what kind of style you're going to get with that particular project. You know what I'm saying? So you know, hats off to you for that. Thank you. Um, one thing that I experienced, and I know other artists are experiencing, is like they're afraid to be different mm -hmm. because they don't want to be whack. 
Right. And that's and like I can't tell you like how many songs I have not completed because I'm like I feel like I'm going to be perceived as whack. Yeah. And I feel like that's the number one thing that will kill your drive. It will kill your motivation. It will snuff your talent. It will snuff your creativity. Yeah. And I just got to a point where I'm like, for real, for real, no one's even really listening. So why the fuck should I be that critical right. of myself? Like I could see if maybe I was J. Cole or Drake and I'm now now I got the world looking at me. Now right. I could feel the way I may, maybe I don't wanna ruin this money. Maybe I don't wanna ruin my legacy. You <laughs> right. know, not as some shit on the line, but quite quite honestly, like I was putting out projects and albums and I'm looking at the streams, I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, past song number three, no one's even listening anymore. Right. And there's so much dopeness on that. Mm-hmm. So after that, it was it was more so like, am I going to keep doing this for them, or am I going to keep doing this for me? Right. And that's when I clearly saw the path forward for myself. And I can't be doing this for them. Right. If I'm going to do this for another ten years, I gotta do it for me. Right. And what does that mean for me? That means becoming the best rapper that I could possibly be. Right. And just kind of being hungry for kind of like just that growth and just kind of seeing myself, the final version of myself for me. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I definitely want to see what that is. And if people like my shit along the way, if it catches, if I blow up and become the next you know Drake or Eminem or Biggie or what have you then fine I'll take that you know mm-hmm. but if it never happens I really don't care because now I'm doing this for me right so you can love my song today hate my song tomorrow you can like what I did with this single and completely assassinate me on the next single <laughs> I don't care yeah. I do not care and that's and that's the whole point behind under the influence don't get comfortable Right. Don't feel like you you know where I'm going. Don't feel like you you uh, allocated a lane for my music because I'm gonna probably disappoint you. Right. <laughs> now I <laughs> you feel know? you. <laughs> and I'm and I'm very comfortable with that now. I'm yeah. very comfortable. You know, it's crazy with, how you know artists come to that crossroad in their careers. You know what I'm saying? Because I've had been at that crossroad once before, where it's like you know. I've spoke to you in confidential, you know, I ain't gonna say confidential, but I spoke to you off record, you know, in regards to, you know, a situation I was going through with my own artistry and everything like that. And for a while, like, it kind of like discouraged me to even want to get back behind the microphone. Like, I was just okay with just doing the show. But then, you know, just here recently, I'm like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. Like, what they say, what they feel was right and was wrong or whatever the case may be. And, all this other, you know, unnecessary shit that doesn't apply to me directly. I'm like, listen, at the end of the day, I started off, I was doing artistry stuff. I was doing music. I was being an artist. That's what I like doing too. So, you know, at the end of the day, I ain't got to make music for everybody else. I can make music for myself. And if I'm the only one listening to it that like it, fuck it. So what? You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to allow anybody to dictate that. 
part of me anymore You know what I'm saying So I definitely can understand What you saying With you know Everything that Under the influence Stands for You know yeah, I definitely appreciate that bro Cause uh, There's a lot of motherfuckers Out there That's still trying to judge <laughs> <laughs> You know Still trying to Sway my direction yeah. You know But it's You know it's It's good To still have The support of people Who are like I I, I don't know what you're going to do next, but do it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> yeah. and that means the world to me at this point. Those yeah. are the type of fans I want. I don't know what the fuck you're going to do next, but do it. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Like they, <laughs> like they, that, that's your core audience. Those are the ones that's going to keep coming back regardless. They don't expect you to stay in this one particular box. Like how you listen to exactly. a lot of people or see a lot of people online. Mainly on social media Like how people try to Pigeonhole Nas Into a whole 94 Illmatic era Like Give the man the chance To grow Like he can't He's not gonna never Make you another Illmatic You know what I'm saying Like times have changed He's not That same Nas From that era You know what I'm saying You gotta give As an audience And as the consumer Of the music Speaking from that side You gotta give Your favorite artist A chance to grow You know what I'm saying You can't expect them To keep doing The same joints They did That got you Their attention You know what I'm saying Like you gotta give them That chance To grow as an artist And me That's what I like As You know On the consumer side Is being able to grow With a particular artist That I like Cause I, I don't wanna keep Hearing the same shit you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to hear them grow. I want to see them, you know, mature in their music. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to keep, you know, like, today I listen to an ass-shaking song and then 10, uh, 10 years later you still making ass-shaking songs and they all sound the same like that first one. I like artists that yeah. can actually let their music grow. Like, you can drop something 10 years ago and 10 years from now, it still sound timeless. That's the type of artistry I like, you know? I think... To your point, the the, the the perfect artist that comes to my mind is LL Cool J. Yeah. Like, that man has had errors. Mm-hmm. And, like, he has jumped in and out of so many lanes. It, it's like you can't even count. Like, I remember when LL was with the GOAT Project. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that was, like, back in his, like... I'm a gangster rapper, you know, yeah. <laughs> which was after the I Need Love era, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, with the breakbeats and all that. And then jumping into the, like, you know, something like a phenomenon. And, you know, so it's just, like, like amazing to actually see that. Yeah. And that, I feel like, is something that every artist should aspire to, like, constantly renewing yourself, renewing your image. And just finding a new pocket every time. Cause, like, if LL was gonna come out with a track tomorrow, I couldn't tell you what the fuck it's gonna sound like. Right. True. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, but if 50 was gonna come out with a new record tomorrow, I know exactly what it is. Exactly. <laughs> and that's, <laughs> that's the crazy part about it. It's like me, like, I, I was a hardcore 50 Cent fan, but it's like, yo, it's like his music didn't mature. Like, Get Rich Die Trying, you know, uh, The Massacre, you know, uh, Guess Who's Back and Power of a Dollar, you know, and, and you know, mostly his whole mixtape catalog when it was G Unit, you know, all those, those, those are going to forever be classics. But here we are, it's 2020, 50. You can't keep making many men. You can't keep making, uh, my gun go off. You can't keep making those same kind of records because you're not that person anymore. But teach his own, you know what I mean? Like some artists like to stay in that, that comfortable level. I mean, that comfortable lane. Of 
who they are and you know appealing to their their their, their core fan base but then you have the artists like you said LL Cool J who's jumped in and out of different eras different you know you know waves that was going on at the time and he's done his thing you know what I'm saying like those are the kind of artists I appreciate because those are the ones that show me like yo like they started off here but this is where they at you know what I'm saying like as any artist out there you should want to grow and not remain the same you know yeah like it's important to take risks and it's important to take chances mm-hmm. and um i think um one of the one of the best things i did for myself was um i decided i'm gonna get really uncomfortable right yeah. and i'm going to jump into battle rap okay now now it hasn't happened yet Right, and my battle rap name is Team Solo, um, mm-hmm. but it hasn't happened yet. I was supposed to do a card um, with Mercy, but because of COVID, everything got and shut things down. getting shut down. Yeah. yeah, that that's been postponed. But I'm still throwing my hat in the ring, and in order to kind of prepare for that, I've been really working on my freestyles, mm-hmm. um, from my written freestyles to my off the top freestyles, mm-hmm. and it inspired me. Um, to kind of create this, I don't know, just like this series um, that I call Project Freestyle, where I don't care about being hot. I don't care about what comes out. I just literally get on the mic, find a beat that I like, no matter what type of beat it is, and I just say, let's see what happens for the next three hours. Right. And whatever that turns into, that's what gets posted. Right. And I'm about to debut episode 10. And the transformation from episode 1 to 10 is astonishing. Mm. And, like, just the different type of sounds and songs and bars and just everything um, is just it's crazy. But... You can, if you ever go through it, you can kind of see how things change and how that freedom allowed me to kind of grow to be able to present the projects that you have now. Uh Because had I not gone through that process, those songs would not exist. Mm -hmm. Like the songs that that I submitted to you would not exist without me doing those freestyle projects. So I think it's important to just allow yourself, whether it's publicly or privately, the space to just be free, be lax, say what you want, mm-hmm. figure things out. Don't really have a game plan. Don't really strategize because it's more important to do. And you'll learn everything you need to along the way. Right. But if you try to plan before you do, then that's... Disaster. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's interesting, man, because I remember... Um, you sent me one of those uh, Project Freestyles videos that you did or whatever, and I was like, "Hold up, <laughs> like, like, yo, I was like, yo, my man's getting ready to get into battle rap. I'm like, yo, that's crazy, but it's like, it's not like you were stranger to it because you grew up in that, and then on top of that, you know, you was with No Mercy and you was with Peso, and you was doing the the camera work for a lot of those trap NY battles and stuff like that. So you know, like, it's not like you definitely don't have the experience." You know what I'm saying? So like, what, like, what made you want to, you know, try your, uh, try your hand at being a battle rapper? 
Um, well, I really did it because I respect battle rap. And mm -hmm. what I respect about it is the lyricism. And more important than the lyricism is the art of emptying. Right. I look at I look at battle rap as like a battle of MCs because you go into a room mm -hmm. of where half the people probably hate you and the other half probably don't even know who the fuck you are. Right. And you now have to use your three minutes, five minutes, however much time you're allotted to now sway the audience to love you and hate the motherfucking next to you. Right. And that is just in essence the art of MCing, controlling the crowd so my thing was I didn't want to just be an internet artist I didn't want to just be the motherfucker that can make good songs maybe do a little video but then I get on stage and I'm asked mm -hmm. you know like I, I take a lot of pride in what I do and I, I want to be the best that I can be so it's important for me to get on stage and rock that shit mm -hmm. and have people wanting me to come back and so I thought a good way to kind of push my performance to that next level would be to enter battle rap because one, I'd have to up my pen game tremendously. Mm -hmm. And then two, I have to also up my performance and just my ability to MC, mm -hmm. you know, on the spot at any given moment in any given scenario, you know? So I, I took that very seriously. I wanted that lesson and I was willing to do whatever it takes to figure that out. So I said, I think I need to do this. As scared as I am, as hesitant as I might have been, mm -hmm. I need to jump into this so I can learn this skill set because it's gonna help me become the artist that I wanna be down the line. Right. So it's almost like, uh, like you know, I'm looking at a skill tree and I'm like, I need this. I need that and I need this over here you want to be well and now I'm just exactly I don't want to be and no offense to, to 21 Savage but I'm not trying to be at the Toronto half game or whatever mm -hmm. and I'm trash performing but I got a <laughs> number one hit you know what I'm saying yeah, like, right? <laughs> that, could, that could never happen like I, I always like those artists who are like yeah I used to open up for so and so and after a while, the crowd was showing up just to see the opening act. Yeah, like I want to, I want to be on the same trajectory as those artists. I feel you, and that, yeah, and that takes a, a tremendous amount of stage presence. And yeah, you only get that from repetition, practice, and doing the work. So yeah. I can't be lazy. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely a whole other lane. You know, what I mean, like going to some of these like battles and also having to. You know, see people perform live when we used to go like various showcases around the city and stuff like that. Like, is is a whole other beast from when you just you know you in the sanctity or whatever it is that you in whatever space you in at that time. You know, and you write in this sixteen and you write in this song or whatever you write in this record. You know what I'm saying? Then you go to perform it in the booth. That's one thing, but then when you go to perform it. Like in front of people with them actually watching you and critiquing you, like that's a whole other beast right there that not a lot of people is cut out for. Like myself, like I'm not going to say I'm not cut out for it, but I don't think I will ever be able to be comfortable on stage because of the fact that you know, like like we discussed earlier, the perception of being whack. You don't want to go in there and have anybody feeling like you was whack. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't want to get that feedback as being whack. But then you got also understand in order to grow, you got to make yourself uncomfortable. So you got to get out there in front of those, you know, people 
And knowing that they may say you whack But okay like you take that and you learn from it And then you work on it and then you come back the next time And you hit them in the head again You know what I'm saying so Yeah and I think that's something that Like you see Like the best battle rappers do Like they never Take the criticism As like a like a, a detriment To them Right it's, it's almost like they're Trump Like every good battle rapper is Donald Trump And here's why mm-hmm. Because there's no such thing as bad publicity for Trump Yeah So for a battle rapper like <laughs> Oh he whack, oh he bite this, oh he stole Whatever crazy shit you could think of Whether it's truth or fiction About that battle rapper A good battle rapper is going to incorporate that Yeah When they re-engage you And then turn the tides and have you rooting for them Yeah You know what I'm saying It's just like It's just like any good freestyle You get to a point In the freestyle where Oh It sounds like this person's about to stumble Sound like they're about to fuck up Yeah <laughs> And then they just And then they flip And catch that shit And smack you over the head With the craziest shit You've ever heard in your life Word like motherfuckers that can rebuttal on their toes, man. Like that—that's that's a skill set that not too many have. Like I know I've heard like you know a lot of prominent battle rappers. You know, in particular Charlie Clips. Like that motherfucker, he can take and freestyle a whole fucking rebuttal of everything you just spit. You know what I'm saying? Whereas yep. most guys can't even do that with a written. You know. <laughs> Too slow, race cars like pro, NASCAR off road, engine turbo, all black cocoa, leather soft like snow. Inside it got that glow, multicolored like a rainbow. The license plate of a John Doe, out of state like Toronto. Six got seven got eight, nine figures looking like Drake. Ten toes down, no break. All lights, high speed chase. Turn the key on gas, light chase so fast. Get green, get cash, light green go fast. If it don't make sense, then the dollars on the loose. Wanna leave me hanging on the cross or a noose? But I got good credit and it never got reduced. Cut loose, mix gin and the juice. Acting funny, Kevin Hart will love me. Popping pills, have me acting sunny. No shit, but I'll take the money. That's funds for me. Two days at the bank, that's fun for me. Back to back, like drug money. And God we trust, that's blood money. Gang of dollars, that's club money. Big bills, make her nose runny. She sucked dick for that fast money. Gas money, I'm swerving to the cash money. Do the math for me. Turn key on gas. Light chain so fast. Get green.
Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musical.ly 212 at gmail.com. This is Non-Stop Radio. Yeah, man. So, like, definitely guys like guys like uh, Charlie Clips, Holler the Don, Daylight, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, dudes that could really spit off top and, like, flip shit. Disaster. I can't, I can't not say disaster. As hated as he is. Yeah, disaster, you know, DNA, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would, he would take all the hate in the fucking room and fuel himself. Like, I'm about to say he speeds off that shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but I admire that, and I think that's important to remember not only in the arena of battle rap, but also with your music. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think you should take chances. And like whatever, if they call you back, it's cool. If they say you sound like a fucking chipmunk getting stabbed in the heart, like whatever, <laughs> yeah. like take that and utilize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah and craft it in, in a way that's creative and engaging because that's ultimately what it's all about. Right. Whether you're on stage, whether I'm doing this interview, whether I'm doing another song tomorrow, it's all about how do I engage the person that's listening to me right now. Right. Now, I remember when we first met, you met me when I was kind of like in my battle rap bag, you know what I'm saying? So like, you know, mm-hmm. back then that era was a little bit different because it wasn't more so about Excuse me. It wasn't more so about performance as it was more so about bars and everything. And who got the best 16? See, you know, I come from the era, like you know, like the Murder Mooks and J Mills of that era. You know what I'm saying? And then getting into the you know the Charlie Clips, the the A Verb era and stuff like that. And then you know now you skip forward to here in 2020, where it's like you know you can't go on stage and not have some kind of presence. You know what I'm saying Like without being able To perform You know You you come with your bars Or whatever But then at the end of the day You gotta also have That performance Be able to act out What you're saying Because if not You're not gonna get The crowd or whatever So like The dynamics of battle rap Has changed a lot As an MC Getting up there And doing their thing Like how do you Feel about that Particular transition Um I think you're definitely right Like a lot of battles Are run just on Stage presence And hype alone Yeah You know what I'm saying um, but I feel like it only makes you better. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't look at the introduction of stage presence and hype and all, and and the 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 perception, right? Because mm-hmm. ultimately, that's what it is. Like I'm trying to give off a certain persona and and make that believable enough to win this this battle right now. Mm-hmm. You don't know me. You don't know him. But I need you to believe everything I'm saying about him. Right. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? You know. And everything that I'm saying about me. So I just look at that as like taking everything that the forefathers brought to the table, but just boosting that to the next level. Yeah. You know? So I don't really see a problem with that. I I personally like acting out my bars a bit, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, I find it to be fun And it's creative in its own way Believe it or not right. You know it, It's almost like choreography in a sense You know Like I, I have a bar And it's like This bar is fire But like If I If I Say this bar And And I'm next to him In his ear Like It comes off Even more fire yeah. Or If I like Turn around and like I don't know I'm saying some gangster shit 
and then like I tap his pockets on some like um uh, what's the name Shug or whatever yeah. Shotgun Shug then it's like oh that joint <laughs> hit even crazy you know what I'm saying so it's just it's just fun to play around with yeah. your bars in that way it's almost like uh, um, a, a screenwriter writing a, a play uh-huh. and then giving it to the actor and going like show me what you can do with the script yeah. and then they just act out certain things in ways you never thought but the lines that you envisioned and how you would have said it you're looking at them do it in their way and you're like yo that shit was so much better than what I had envisioned like that's wow. crazy <laughs> you know it's funny that you mentioned Shotgun Shook cause it like it, it made me think about a brief memory that I had one time before when I used to follow him on Twitter and everything and I remember uh, you remember a few years ago when we had that um we had that little minor earthquake in in the city or whatever. It was like I think it was like 2012. Yeah, so we <laughs> we had that little earthquake or whatever the case may be. And I remember Cats was on Twitter going in like, "Yo, what caused the earthquake?" And I'm like, "It was it was shook fat ass running for the last Twinkie in the refrigerator." Yo, <laughs> I got a dude so pissed off at me. Yo, he blocked me for that. <laughs> I remember that, yo. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> See, but back in them days, man, like battlers, they used to make themselves a little more, like you know, accessible than what they are now. Because like back then, they was just more so, like you know, like regular people. Like nowadays, man, like some of these battlers have gotten so Hollywood to the point, like it kind of like deterred me from even wanting to follow it like I used to. And then on top of that, when you have the uncut biasness. Where you know your man just got three old, but at the same time, because that's your man's or whatever, you hyping it like he didn't lose. Like I miss the times mm-hmm. when you know you had a clear cut winner. All right, this dude just got smoked. You know what I'm saying? Or this one is a real debatable battle because he got the first round, he got the second round, and then that last round is like you know, like damn, like I don't know, I can't pick a battle. I mean, I can't pick a winner out of this battle or whatever. Whereas now, your man can get smoked for three rounds straight, and then they still feel like he won. Oh, it was different in the building. Wait till the footage come out. You know what I'm saying? Like that crazy shit. You know what I mean? But I do think I, I do think there's some truth to that. Um, and here's why: mm-hmm. like in the building, it's always going to be different than on camp. Right. But as, as, but as far as what you're referring to is like you know your man just got 3-0 like when that footage comes out like they're gonna be the people that acknowledge that yo fuck what the room is saying that mm-hmm. nigga got 3-0 you know what yeah. I'm saying but again in the battle it's all about that perception it's all about winning that room right. so if your people's just there and they riding for you they're gonna hype up every fucking bar that you're saying, whether mm-hmm. it's fire or not, you know? And the opposite, you could be spitting the craziest shit ever, and they go and boo and hate you and try to interrupt your <laughs> shit because they want the perception that you lost. Yeah. So they could run around town and build clout. Yeah, I yeah. Oh, that nigga. Everybody in the room was booing that nigga. Yeah. I, my punch, I, more of my punchlines hit than his. That nigga trash. Yeah. But, and you know, you yeah. see a lot of, you see a lot of that also, like what just recently happened with, you know, Cassidy coming back into the ring and everything like that. Like, okay, some of his style was a little outdated, but at the same time, like, I can't, Sit there and say that he clearly got three old by goods, and I like goods. Don't get it twisted. I like goods, but watching that battle, I'm like, yeah, like goods had some shit, but Cassidy had some shit too. You know what I mean? Facts, definitely. Yeah, man. You know, so that's so that's that's just the culture that we in. But 
you know, I'm, I'm more so, I'm looking for not the audience in the room. You know, yeah. I would love to control the audience in the room and I'm going to do everything that I can to win them over. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm going to understand that haters going to hate, you know, and ultimately they're going to be those who see me online and they're going to acknowledge like, yo, that that man got talent, that man won. And those and those are the people that, that are going to open the door for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To give me better opportunities. So I'm not really concerned for who's hating for the sake of hating. You know what I'm saying? I'm just more so like, I want the right people to see me and acknowledge my talent because that's what's going to get me to from A to B. Right. Now I feel you, man. How do you feel about, you know, as we see now, we're starting to see a lot of prominent mainstream artists coming back into, you know, the battle rap realms. So, you know, most notably, you just had the Mav Hoffa versus Method Man battle, which I thought was crazy. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. also you got to talk of Lloyd Banks coming back into the battle uh, circuit. And then you have also have, as I mentioned before, ca- uh, Cannabis that was on there. You had Cassidy. That was on there. You had, you know, you got so many of these prominent figures in the hip hop that's making their way back onto the battle scene. Like, how do you feel about that? I think it's a wonderful thing, and my I'm not gonna take credit for this because my wife was the one who kind of put this idea into my head. But you have these artists who were mainstream at one point, mm-hmm. killing the game at one point. And now they're 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 dated now. You yeah. know, they're not really popping, they're not really in the public eye. But they can come into battle rap and still be somebody. Right. So it's almost like a tool to revitalize their career and to revitalize um and to kind of bring attention back to them. So if Lloyd Banks put out a song tomorrow, it probably wouldn't hit the way Beamer Benz and Bentley hit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No one probably be looking for that shit. But if you turn around and put Lloyd Banks in the battle, now everyone's paying attention to Lloyd Banks. Everyone cares. Everyone's like respecting whatever he brings into the battle rap culture. Mm-hmm. As far as his lyricism, his performance, his bars, you know, just the culture in general. And I, so I think it's actually a, a smart and a good transition because just because Lloyd Banks is not the sound of today doesn't mean he's not good right. it doesn't mean he's not Lloyd Banks it doesn't mean he ain't going to spit that fire exactly it's just it's just not what they're promoting on the radio it's just not what you want to hear at the club and that's right. fine but battle rap is not about those things right you know and that's what makes it so good it's, it's a fucking vacuum so you can just be hot fire come with your bars come with yourself you know what I'm saying and 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 command that respect and command that attention in the in the only way in the way that only battle rap can provide. So I think, I think it's smart. I think you know, I think it's it's kind of like a two sided you know, a two sided coin to this equation with that. With with Lloyd Banks, is me having been a Lloyd Banks fan, you know, from when G when it first came onto the scene back in two thousand, like I anticipate that because I know I what, what made me grow to be a fan of Lloyd Banks is his bars, his wordplay, his punchlines. You know they don't call him the punchline king for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like they hear that 
in a battle format, knowing that exactly what G Unit was back in them days with the when they was uh, going at various you know hip hop artists and also going you know going against other groups and stuff. I know from that aspect what Bloy Banks is capable of. So now I want to see how that transitions to a stage. But then at the end of the day. Those who are Lloyd Banks fans That follow Lloyd Banks from the time when he first came out Up until now And even the growing bars around now That he's about to make his appearance You know his debut on URL And everything like that It's like It can go one of two ways Like if he gets on there and he, he absolutely kills it Lloyd Banks is a household name once again but then if he gets on there and he gets he gets slaughtered, he get three old, which I strongly doubt that'll happen. But you know, just you know, for the sake of arguing, he gets slaughtered and they say, Oh, that was Lloyd Banks and y'all was talking about he's this, that, and the third, that it could also tarnish his career or the legacy that he's built up until this point. What you think about that? I don't think it can tarnish it for the for the things that I said earlier about there's no such thing as black bad publicity. Mm-hmm. Like you look at Cassidy, right? Yeah. People would say that when Cassidy came back and battled who was it, Arsenal? He battled Arsenal and he battled Goods. Yeah. Yeah, he, so I, I think he battled Arsenal first. No, he battled Goods first, then he battled Arsenal. Okay, cool. So no, people, matter of fact matter of fact, I'm I'm lying. He battled disaster then he battled. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he battled right. disaster first because remember they had it, and then they had to switch trans, uh, switch venues, and then they did it in the basement or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're so right. like, so he battled disaster. He battled, um, I think Arsenal was second. Then I, no, he battled Goods, and then he battled Arsenal. Okay. Yeah. But I know, I know that at some point people were looking at. Cassidy like he took it up yeah. and all that did was drive more attention to the next battle Yeah. so that's, that's what I'm saying like I just feel like it, can, it, it can't really do anything but help because whether you win or you lose because you're coming into the game from with a big name already and you were previously an industry artist Mm -hmm. and a big one at that whether you win which is probably expected or you lose which is unexpected the fact that you're still going to do another battle is enough to bring more attention to it because it's like is he gonna bomb again is he gonna redeem himself mm-hmm. like think about the Jay Mills situation mm-hmm. like when he first came back some of his drink was crazy fire some of his drink was dated yeah. and people was like yo Sean won that you know what I'm saying yeah. and I'm pretty sure and I think I think, think Jay Mills might have battled again after that mm-hmm. but I, I can't remember who he battled if he did but if he were to jump in and battle somebody else again, it's not like oh Jay Mills is washed now. It's like, yo, he kind of was looking a little shaky. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. He might still be able to rip the motherfucker head off. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because as we all know, it's about the comeback. Yeah. Everyone's not going to win every battle, you know. But it's like, all right, I lost that. Best believe I'm a I'm a knock your head. Like the the perfect example, Charlie Clips and Tay Rock. Yeah. When when that when that first Charlie Clips became a household name because of what he did to Tay Rock, and so? now if you look, oh yes, that and Sub Zero, 
how Charlie Cliff Charlie Cliff embarrassed that motherfucker. Yeah, he did. <laughs> that was embarrassed. Yeah, he did. He did. But if you look at battle rap today, Tay Rock is like on top. Yeah. Tay Rock is like no one's fucking with Tay Rock. Yeah. So that's what I mean. Like you can be the worst. You can be the embarrassment of today. And the best nigga out tomorrow True But see you gotta look at it from two sides though Like these artists that we're mentioning Are already pre-established Like J Mills already pre-established Everybody know he's probably on the Mount Rushmore when it comes To battle rap And if it's not battle rap as a whole It's definitely battle rap is coming out of Harlem you know what I'm saying So like he's definitely on that Mount Rushmore Whereas T-Rock back at the time when he battled Charlie Clips the first time T-Rock was relatively unknown You know what I'm saying So like yeah he's Like everybody you know It happened in Harlem So like everybody knew Who was at the battle Everybody that you know Was from Harlem And everything in the building Knew who Charlie Clips was And knew what he was capable of You know what I'm saying Like people still talk about Him and Fred the Godson You know may he rest in peace And everything like that Their battle you know what I'm saying So like It was it was a little different thing then And you know Charlie Clips Like yeah people was talking about him But you know The anticipation built up Because he had took off For like two years And I think like re- Really propelled him To being a household name That we know of now Was the battle When he battled A-Verb Like He demolished A-Verb Even though Verb had some things But he demolished A-Verb And that's when everybody's like Yo this motherfucking Charlie Clips Like Yo, this sure dude's crazy. Did. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> sure did. But I just think the important thing with anything, battle rap music, whatever, is just to keep going. Because yeah. it's all about turning the highs and it's all about turning the lows in the highs. Yeah. And like everything is, is a wave. You're going to have your, your peaks, you're going to come down, it's going to lull out. Things ain't really on your shit no more. And then at some point, if you keep going and you figure things out, you'll rise again. Yeah. And the better you get with it, the faster those ebbs and flows will be. So it won't take so long now for you to reach your next peak versus, you know, when you first started. And I think Drake is a a good example of that because it it took Drake a long time to get hot. Then once he got hot, he's, huh? I said, you think so? Yeah, I think it, it took Drake a little while to get hot before mm. he got. It's hard to think about that because Drake's been the number one nigga for so long. Yeah, right. But <laughs> like, I like, I used to watch Drake from the grassy, like wheelchair Jimmy Drake before he was in the wheelchair. So yeah. I was I was following Drake before I even knew he was doing music like that. Mm-hmm. I was following Drake when he was on MySpace putting out songs. You know okay. what I'm saying? So, like, when he was doing the October Zone mixtapes and shit, and I'm like, yo, this boy got some talent. I don't know if people was listening to him right now. You know, so it, it took some time. But once he got there, because he had continued on his journey and figured his things out, now he's able to stay on top. And it doesn't look like he's going to get off the throne anytime soon. Yeah. So, that I, I just feel like that can be... That can be anybody As long as They continue the journey Now let me ask you You know the talk has been recently With Drake Potentially You know just to jump off the battle For a minute Mm -hmm. The talk about Drake Potentially remaining independent Could have a 
very significant impact on the way the music business is operated. Do you find any truth to that, or do you feel as though it's all speculation? You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had various conversations with other people, and then, you know, everybody got different opinions based on whatever experience or level of information that they may have. But me, I'm more so like, I'm just, I want to watch and see what happens. Like, what kind of impact that you think it'll have? Um, I don't really know anything about Drake kind of remaining independent. I didn't know he was in the, I mean, I know he has his, his label and stuff with mm-hmm. the OVO and everything, but I mean, I, I just wasn't aware of any of this. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, he mean, just he just wrapped up his ten album deal with you know Young Money, Cash Money, or whatever. So now like he's basically a free agent, and it was a article that just came out that he turned down a hundred million dollar deal, whatever imprint or label it was that you know wanted to sign him for a hundred million, he turned it down. So like I don't know, like that's what that's why like I want to see what kind of impact it would have for him to. Continue to do his own thing You know what I'm saying So That's basically the question I was asking I mean Drake There's one thing that Drake hasn't really done yet Mm -hmm. That a lot of other successful artists At his level have done And that's Bring a team up with him Like Mm -hmm. actually build a team And say These are the next hitters to come up Young Money did it You know what I'm saying Young Money with you know you, it was a it was a roster. You know yeah. what I'm saying. And then they brought in Lil Wayne, and Lil Wayne brought in Nicki Minaj and Tiger and Drake yeah. and you know what I'm saying all these people. And then they kind of became the, the successors. Yeah. Drake has not done anything close to that yet. I haven't seen and I think Yeah, and I think that's going to be the testament. And yeah. that was something we also didn't see from J Cole. For a while too But I'm thankful That he put Dreamville together And now we got Some really fucking Dope artists out of it mm-hmm. And I feel like As far as the Conscious lane is concerned They got that on lock That right. the conscious lane Isn't gonna Be erased from hip hop Like it was For you know A good couple of years Like right. they're stamping that shit And they're running with it yeah. Kendrick You know With the whole TDE movement Like He's got his people, you know what I'm saying? So right. I feel like Drake has yet to do that. Like he features on everything. He's always breaking new artists, which is yeah. great, and, and introducing new sounds. But he is yet to say like, this is my team, this is my lineup. Yeah. He tried to do that with The weekend, and that would have been a wonderful start. But I feel like The weekend kind of hurt his feelings a little bit. And since then he's like, fuck that shit. Yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> keep doing me. You know, he's like, I'm gonna be Michael, not Prince. You know right. what I'm saying? And and hopefully he gets over that hump and says, I'm willing to kind of go through the motions and and deal with some artists and try to find the next wave of talent. And it's gonna come with its problems, yeah, but of you gotta be willing to take that risk so you can secure your empire. That's true. Like Jay Z has. You know what I'm saying? So he could be the next Jay Z. He just gotta take that next step. You're doing your business shit That's great But now you have to Solidify a foothold in music In the way that Master P has In the yeah. way that um, Sean Diddy Combs has You know what I'm saying yeah. Like You have to Like a legacy has to be birthed From 
you being in this game and being on top for so long. And if all you have to show for it after all of the success is you leaving and then that's it, then I feel like that's that's a waste. Yeah. And I don't want to see that happen. That that's true, you know, like when you when you look in comparison to say a J. Cole and then you look in comparison to Drake with their you know, you got Dreamsville and you got OVO. Alright, so like you got J. Cole, yeah, he's the front man for Dreamsville. But like you said, he has a roster of talent that he has out there now doing their thing. Whereas Drake, when you look at OVO, you think Drake and that's pretty much it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what I have seen Drake do is Drake jump on different features, like you said, and you see Drake, you know, basically you know, grab a hold of a certain trend, make it his own. And be able to ride that wave and stay, you know, relevant throughout the various shifts that we have seen throughout this past decade or so that he's been, you know, pretty much the number one artist. You know what I'm saying? But like, like you said, and I, and I do truly believe and agree with you that his legacy is not going to really be solid or solidified until he can actually put artists out underneath that OVO stamp. And they're going to have successful careers. It can happen. It really can happen. But you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the talent is out there. It's just now you got to create a lane for that talent to be recognized. You got to stand out from what the, the new industry standard is, in my opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm not speaking from a educated, you know, knowledgeable position because I never worked in the industry before, whatever the case may be. I've only done what I've done, either try to break in as an artist myself or do what I do with the, you know, my independent platform here with the nonstop radio show. But I feel as though like once he can get a, 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 a situation where he's creating artists where they're going back to back platinum and stuff like that and have like longevity in their careers. I really think then you could say that Drake is probably like up there with the Jay Z's or the the Sean Diddy Combs or the Dr. Dre's or whatever have you, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest question for Jeff is: Is he willing to take a step back? Is he willing to step off of the throne in so, order for that to happen? Because right. you can't do that and still be playing. You you, you can't do that, but still want to be at the forefront and overshadow and outshine everyone, right? You know, and I feel like a good example of that is Kanye with good music. Mm-hmm. Like you took your artist fully completed album, aka Push Your Teeth, and said, Fuck what you did. This is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for better or for worse, now you have what the fuck it came out to be. Like I still personally would have rather heard Pusha T's original album versus what Kanye did to it. Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to listen to a Kanye album. I'm trying to listen to a Pusha T album. Right. Kanye fall back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like Drake has to kind of have that mindset of, like, because you see that in Jay Z now. Jay Z is not trying to be the man anymore. He might jump on a Meek Mill record. He might jump on a record with this person and that person and still spit some heat, mm-hmm. but he's not trying to be the show. He's not trying to outshine everyone around him anymore. Mm-hmm. If anything, he's just trying to be a supporting piece so that the next person can shine because it's important for them 
to be the next whatever it is that they're going to be. Right. So I don't see that in Drake yet. I still think Drake loves being number one. Yeah. And I think he still wants to be number one. And that's why he'd rather do the features because he could still be number one and do music with other people. And to him, it kind of, I guess it gives him the same feeling of like community on record yeah. versus actually building a community and saying, I want the members of this community to take the lead and I'm just going to do whatever I can to support y'all and to create this wave for y'all to ride. And I'm not riding this wave anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yo, in a nutshell, <laughs> you said it better than I could have ever put it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Drake is ready to give up the spotlight yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I really think that Drake, like you said, is comfortable being number one. I don't think he's ready to relinquish that 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 title of being number one as of right now, especially with the current climate and the way music is. Like, you have you don't have nobody. As relevant right now That you can mention Like you could like with a Drake Or whatever you know what I'm saying like yeah you got Jay Z Still doing this thing you still got Kanye still doing anything but You still have Drake who still Got pretty much his foot On the neck of what the Industry is looking like right now You know what I'm saying I haven't seen anybody come Along yet that has Come close to unseating him you know what I'm saying so like that's gonna be interesting to see So like that's why you know when I was listening To part of that Steve Stout interview when he was talking about if Drake Remains independent he Could really like you know change Drastically the way the the music Business operates so like that's Why I want to see how that's gonna turn out I, I think I think the If he is gonna change the way the music industry Um if he is going to make a big change within the music industry by staying independent, it's going to really be driven by what he does behind the scenes, not yeah. what he's doing on camera or with his music. Yeah. And we saw that with Hope. We saw that with Jay-Z. Like, yeah, Jay-Z was that dude, but it was all the things he was doing behind the scenes that was like, wait a minute, this yeah. dude is about to be a powerhouse. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like that's where Drake needs to to, to stage his next battle if he's going to remain independent after this deal. Right. Like, how do I create new avenues of success, wealth, and revenue uh, for myself and also for potentially other artists? Do I create a... Like, because, you know, you had the regular deals, then you had the 360 deal. Right. Which, which just revolutionized everything because now labels wanted everything from you versus just music sets, right. right? So now if Drake comes along and is like, I'm doing something different with my artists where I'm, 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 I'm making the deal look like this now. Then now, if you can prove that that's successful, then other people have to follow. Right. Other businesses have to follow. Like, if you change it to the point where no one wants to deal with anyone else but you, then every, if anyone else wants a piece of the pot, they got to start making changes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that Drake could do to change the industry. Behind the scenes with his music, with his, sorry, with his business surrounding music and how he structures his deals. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And, and not to like, you know, beat a dead horse, but could you think 
Could you even imagine the amount of leverage that Drake has in negotiating a deal? Almost definitely. That's, like, that's that's why he could turn down a hundred million. Yeah. So so whatever whatever he decides to carve out for himself on paper is going to look damn near impossible. Like how in the fuck did anybody in life ever get somebody to agree to give them that? Yeah. <laughs> and that's and that's gonna be what changes the game. Well, you know, especially just off of his name alone, like that's his biggest bargaining chip, you know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you know, the fact that he has maintained and sustained a level of success that we haven't seen from, you know, individual artists in a long time. That's another bargaining chip he brings to the table, you know what I'm saying? Like how he is business savvy, we don't know yet, you know what I'm saying? Like this is going to be the interesting part because at the end of the day, we're going to get to see if it was more so the machine that's been behind him all these years or if it's actually him that's been having a say in his career and actually being able to you know orchestrate these moves and these these you know negotiate these deals that got him to where he is now so it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this all unfolds you know yeah yeah man so um with everything else being said you know like you got your new music that you about to put out you have this, you know, this this venture that you, you know, about to make with doing battle rapping and everything like that. So, like, what when can we expect to see all this come to the forefront? Um, as far as the battle rap debut as Team Solo, um, that is, you know, really dependent on COVID and, mm-hmm. and the state of New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, but, it's crazy you know, in New York right now, man. <laughs> but you know, as soon as as soon as that's able to happen, you know, I'll definitely give you an update on that. Um, but aside from that, um, on the music tip, um, right now I'm kind of working with AMG, which is affiliated music group. Um, it's like a, a collection of of artists and producers, and um, I'm kind of working with them right now. And creating a lot of new music and trying to put some projects together. Um, so definitely shout out to AMG mm. um, and and DJ affiliated and, and everybody you know that's that's on that team. Um, so yeah, that's that's where a lot of the that's where a lot of the new music is going to come from. You know what I'm saying? That connection. And, and, and that partnership and that collaboration but aside from that I'm also working with um, producers like DJ Hank McCoy mm-hmm. who is the one that produced the um, Never Be an Next Record I'm also working with um, a long time homie um, Blizzy Productions uh, Blizzy Donata um, uh, and, and creating some music too so uh, and then also my my wife rap too. I gotta plug her in. You know, Lex not a thing. Uh, she rap too, so I'm nice. she produces well. So uh, yeah, I'm okay. I'm just working with every and anybody. <laughs> keeping it in the family is, though. Exactly, keeping <laughs> it close, keeping it in the family, and just at all costs keeping it keeping it going. Yeah. Can't stop, or stop on some ditty shit. You know, and I just got to keep grinding it out. Absolutely, man. So, you know, we definitely got these records right here. We got Propellers. 
We got green light We got never be an X And we got no cuffs man Like These four records right there You know I was listening to them Before you know You called in And everything like that And he was asking me Which one you You know Which which, which one I feel as though Could be a prominent single And you know what I don't know man Like I told you Like I'm torn between Propellers and never be an X man Like I'm liking Both of them records And then No cuffs I already know That's like some like uh, BET uncut kind of thing You know what I'm saying so, like, <laughs> They gonna have to They gonna have to Catch that somewhere Wherever you posted that You know what I'm saying But you know <laughs> Definitely between You know like Not not saying anything bad about it I'm just saying Like you know like that, That's definitely An uncut record You know what I'm saying So <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, man. man Yeah but yo I'm definitely liking The new sounds you got man For real man You definitely That's what I was saying To you earlier Like you can definitely see The evolution In your style From Going from Jay Banger To being You know Under the influence And hearing what you're Putting out now You know There's definitely a, a major difference From then and now You know what I'm saying Appreciate it bro You know what I'm saying and uh, definitely got to got to plug the website in too, because it's Jay Banger. I didn't have no site, but mm-hmm. now it's under the influence. I got a website, so if nice. anybody's trying to listen to my content, old or new, definitely see me at www.underthethainfluence.com, and you know you can catch all my latest stuff, uh, including what you're going here tonight. Yeah. I'm gonna post it tonight so y'all can hear that whenever y'all decide to hear that. Nice. <laughs> We're looking forward to it, man. So you know, what I was gonna ask you one more thing was, um, do can we, as you know, listeners and as audience, can we expect any kind of like outside content coming from you soon? Outside of what you do now I remember you did the um, You had the po- the podcast you had Like back in 2013 I forgot what the name was It was Apartment Oh yeah yeah I'm, It's funny that you mentioned that too bro uh-huh. Cause um, You're right It was Apartment 13 now Okay got you crazy And I actually After all these years Decided to Relaunch it In 2020 But add the video chat visual component to it now, like I've been seeing so many do um, since since COVID hit. So I should be ready to kind of uh, launch that maybe in the next few weeks or so. But I'll give you an update on that. Yeah, definitely let me know, man, because I remember, you know, you was doing that and everything and you kind of like stopped or whatever. So like, I ain't know, maybe, you know, you just didn't have the time to do I it. Moved, just... bro. Okay. Cause I'm like, the moon changed a lot for me, bro. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's different when you have access to everything to create right then and there. Mm-hmm. And then just being by yourself and then you got to do it all yourself or try to include people remotely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just another barrier that, you know, there's, there's still a passion and love for it. And like I said, me and everybody still, you know, day one, 100, still love each other, support each other. So um, we still want to see this happen and we're going to make it happen. So I'll definitely give you an update when, part, when the 13th podcast is ready to relaunch. But um, just just from what we've been doing so far, it, it's going to be good. Nice. Uh, I, I, I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, man, yo, 
we definitely want to say thank you because we appreciate you, you know, for taking time out of your busy schedule to link up with us. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, you know, we've had from the last time we had you here on this, you know, this platform, you know, we both kind of went, you know, our own separate directions, but we've still been able to keep in contact throughout the, you know, the years or whatever, and, you know, still, you know, stay up to date and, you know, catch up with each other, you know, from time to time when, you know, our schedules connect and all that good stuff, man. So it was definitely appreciated and it was definitely, you know, a good time reconnecting with you once again, man, no doubt. Most appreciated. And uh, I definitely don't want this to be the last time we reconnect. So I definitely want to extend an invitation to you to air and guest star on a future episode of the 13th podcast you know what I'm saying no doubt Uh, I'm here for it just let me know and uh, I know we're going to definitely do some some music together in 2020 so you know it's it's all love man it's all support you know I'm still be the number one fan you know I gotta give you an updated plug now you know what I'm saying yeah Yeah, no doubt man no doubt at all so yo (laughs) It's definitely a pleasure once again connected with you, my brother. Definitely appreciate you, you know what I mean? All right, happy to be here, bro. Um, yeah, man. No doubt, man. So for everybody else out there, definitely go look out for my man Under the Influence. Go check out his catalog. Be on the lookout for thirteen our apartment thirteen F the podcast coming back to the airwaves again real soon and meanwhile make sure you go over there to soundcloud check out past and present episodes of the non-stop radio show available at soundcloud.com forward slash non-stop dash radio dash show be sure to head over to the ejp entertainment anchor channel to check out some of these in the spotlight shows we got past and present interviews that's posted there as well and also be on the lookout for other future endeavors we got coming to from the ejp entertainment umbrella coming to you real soon want to say shout out to my sponsors over there at chill wellness be sure to be on the lookout for chill wellness products coming to our household near you real soon about to sign off for the evening y'all it's your boy emilio wackbond until next time y'all all be safe out there you dig yeah NGR Radio, the hottest online radio station on the net. It's crazy how long a relationship can last. Especially when you think about all the bullshit. You are now under the influence. Caught up in my feelings, had to give you this energy. At the same level, eye to eye with the enemy. The day we lost respect, couldn't find the empathy. But I love you anyway, that's the better me And I always put you ahead of me Need you to be a star when you're next to me If we talking next to Ken, then who next to me? I promise you would never be an ex to me You will never be an ex, never be an ex, never be an ex, nah You will never be an ex, never be an ex, never be an ex, nah You will never be an ex, never be an ex Shining halos. She opened up the window to her soul, but some doors remain closed. The key is breaking and entering. Watch me pick locks with conversation and angles. Can't always use force to break the handles. That's how you suffocate each other and you strangle. Besides, we got heartstrings tangled like a pressure point. That's a knot, and it caused a lot of pain. 
Damage to the joint, so it's not the same. But injuries couldn't take us out the game. Jumanji out the box, animals in the sheets. Tables to the floor, you know we got the receipts. New car, know we staying in the seats. Got a sex drive this out, running police. But I know we in trouble, like Sonic running out of air without the bubble. Don't wanna argue every time there's a rebuttal. Cause I can't sleep at night if we don't cuddle. I hate it when we fight bare knuckle. Jabs in my ego, make it hard to love you, can I trust you? When you hit below the belt, when I feel my knees buckle, can I lean on you for help? Is this too toxic for us? Adrenaline pumping, but I don't feel a rush. And some days, I don't really give a fuck. Liquor in my cup, on the couch, posted up. Stuck to you like a ball and chain, wearing handcuffs. I ain't going nowhere like I'm King Tut. We got history together, that's a big plus. Sitting next to each other on that school bus. Caught up in my feelings, had to give you this energy. At the same level, eye to eye with the enemy. The day we lost respect, couldn't find the empathy. But I love you anyway, that's the better me. And I always put you ahead of me. Need you to be a star when you're next to me. If we talking next to Ken, then who next to me? I promise you would never be an ex to me. You will never be an ex. Never be an ex. Never be an ex. Nah. You will never be an ex. Never be an ex. Never be an ex. Nah. You will never be an ex. Never be an ex. Never be an ex. Nah. You will never be an ex. Never be an ex. Never be an ex. Want to be heard on the non-stop radio show? Send us your submissions in MP3 format at Let's Network Musically 212 at gmail.com. This is Nonstop Radio.